Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Astry, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Monday, August the 22nd of the 21st week of the year. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of St. Paul's second letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 and 11 through 5 through 12. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 and 11 and verse 12. St. Paul is writing this second letter, and he's addressing the Thessalonians in a more personal way. For Paul is there with Silvanus and also Timothy, his two faithful companions, his fellow workers in the preaching teaching of the gospel, and they have been faithful uh, in following him and in doing the work of the Lord. And they have had a very important and very good relationship with the Thessalonians. And the letter expresses that in its very beginning. Paul says, Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians, who belong to God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be yours from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he begins with a blessing, much as we began the offering of the holy sacrifice of the Mass, much as we began our prayers. Too often we begin prayers with a kind of wave of the hand, almost as if, well, in Louisiana, we are constantly doing that in order to uh, swipe the mosquitoes and the flies and gnats uh, away from us, especially in the summer, when it's about 95 and the humidity is about 70 or above. And uh, there's a great deal of uh, swamps and water and all of that. Um, that becomes our uh, off spray the waving of our hand. And sometimes when we begin our prayers or we begin the Mass, there's a great similarity between that and the way in which we begin. But we begin always in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And as we do that, we touch our heads, our mind. We touch our hearts, which is our very being, and we go to our extremities, our shoulders, because God is the God of our minds and our hearts and our shoulders. And we always begin prayer with Christ crucified, so has to be part of Christ risen and glorified. So we begin that way, and it's a very reverent way. Grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each of you. And so the reverence with which we begin our prayers is an indication of our, and it should be an indication, of our interior disposition, for we are addressing God and in our most sacred moments, 
when we lift our whole being to Almighty God, to speak to God, to be in communion with God. So it's not simply a wave of the hand or a kind of uh, just routine exercise. It is something that places us in the very presence of God, in an interior disposition to be open to what God is speaking to us. And we are called to listen, not simply to speak, not simply to voice all of our concerns, our needs, our desires, but first and foremost to listen. But to listen, we must place ourselves in the very presence of God. And that's how Paul begins his letter. And to drive home the point, he says, it is no more than right that we thank God unceasingly for you because your faith grows a peace and your mutual love increases so much so that in God's communities, we can boast of your constancy and your faith in persecution and trial. The Thessalonians are being persecuted. They are under trial, much as many Christians are today in the world, in faraway places, as well as here in our own country. A subtle kind of persecution, persecution on cat's paws. It is in the very culture itself which grows increasingly unfriendly to faith, to people of faith, to the churches for proclaiming the Lordship of Jesus Christ as our Savior and the Savior of the world. And Paul is encouraging them, you endure these expressions in order to be found worthy of his reign for his kingdom you suffer. The little slights, the little uh, rejections, the kind of dismissals that we may experience when we express our belief in Almighty God, when we live our faith, the Christian faith, as Catholics, uh, we experience that. Uh, subtle, uh, we may not be invited anymore to the places we once were. We may experience that kind of rolling of the eyes. All of those are, are little, little slights, little crosses. But we accept them as part of our witnessing in our daily lives. And Paul says, we pray for you always. We pray for you always. And that's, that's the key, isn't it? That's the key that unlocks the door to our strength, our fortitude, our courage, to live each day the gospel of Christ in the midst of whatever hostility and rejection we may face, whatever trials that come to us. Personally, it can be within our family, it can be our health, uh, it can be worries that pile up upon us. All of these are trials. 
but we are to turn them over to the Lord, share them with the Lord, for the Lord in us is infinitely more powerful than we could ever do on our own. And then that peace, which the world cannot give, and the world cannot take it away. We can give it away, we can deny it, we can reject it, we can ignore it, but it is that true peace. Remember that peace is the farewell gift of Jesus before he endures the passion. Peace is my farewell gift to you, not as the world gives it, but as I give it. And it is also the first gift to the apostles on that first Easter night. He appears in their midst and he says to them, peace be with you, my peace I give to you. That's what they needed most, was the peace of Almighty God. And it surpasses all human understanding and all human accomplishments and all human abilities. It's God's gift to us. The farewell gift of Jesus is peace. The first gift of the resurrection is peace. Peace within and peace within our world. We look at our world today, faraway places, scarred by the evils of war, the conflicts that are taking place, the persecutions of Christians and people of faith within our own society. See how divided, how at odds with one another we are, how polarized we are. All of that is the work of the evil one. God's work is the work of building, restoring, healing, reconciling, bringing people together in communities of faith, hope, and above all, united in love through the intercession and presence of the Holy Spirit. And Paul says that we must, we must persevere so that we may be worthy of the call we have received, that call through baptism. Each day we are God's vessels. We are God's ambassadors, representatives, God's disciples, in that part of the world that we touch. And nobody else touches it like we do. Nobody else is called like we are called. And no matter what, what the day holds, we represent the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul goes on and says finally that by the way in which you live, Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him in accord with the gracious gift of our God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. The great gift, the gift that you have been given, that, you may, that God may be glorified in you. That is, by the way in which each and every one of us lives, in our thoughts, our words, our actions, God is glorified, or God is rejected. God is hidden by the way in which we live. 
our daily lives. And you are glorified in God. In our giving glory, praise, and thanksgiving to God, we draw closer to God. Here on earth, always, always, with the goal of being with Almighty God for all eternity. So let us today be at peace. Let us persevere. Let us be filled with courage and fortitude in the Holy Spirit. And accept this day as God's gift. And at its conclusion, we may return to the Lord all that he has given us. Love given and love returned. There is our peace. There is our hope. God bless you.